Back with another one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back. Welcome to another edition of the Out of My League podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Deshaun. And as always, we are here to give you the latest sports takes, updates, debates, and news. News. <laughs> news. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. How was your weekend? Weekend was good, man. Neither of my teams had a game this weekend. Florida State, bye week. Washington, bye week. So it was stress-free, man. Mm. It was good. Although... My fantasy team did struggle because of a quarterback who had me negative seven points at one point, Jared Goff. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's but right now, it looks like I'm going to pull out with the victory unless the kicker for Tampa Bay tonight kicks like 13 field goals. So we're looking good, man. How you looking? I'm looking bad this week in fantasy. <laughs> tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough this week in fantasy. Tough. I've already lost for sure in two leagues. Ooh, and then I need, wow. I need Tom Brady tonight to give me like three TDs. <laughs> Possible, yeah. It's possible. I need, I need like thirty-four points to win. Oh, yeah. Don't know about all that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Don't know about all that. How's the weekend though, man? Weekend good. Everything was going good. Nice, smooth. You know, weekend. You know, I mean, we ain't do nothing for Halloween. It was just kind of, you know, watch Michael Myers. (laughs) Yeah, man. I hope everyone stayed in and stays safe on this Halloween. It seems like there are a lot of people out and about maskless when. On Halloween, you should be wearing masks, if anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, you're supposed to wear a mask on Halloween of all, you know, holidays. Yeah, people just... But yeah, it seemed like COVID was taking a break or something. I don't know what y'all was thinking, but y'all need to calm down. <laughs> like, like COVID did not just, you know, take the Halloween off. Like, if y'all want a summer next summer, you might as well just wear a mask, please. <laughs> I mean, more important than anything, the election is this week. Vote. Please, please vote. Vote. We had some good football, man. We yeah. had some really good football, college football, NFL, big games in NFL, man. Where you want to start? Hmm. I mean, here, here's the thing. <laughs> I just want to get this out the way. So, <laughs> I feel like it's heavy on your heart. Man. It is. It, it really is. It's weighing heavy on me. I know that the Philadelphia Eagles won, but boy, does it feel like a loss. This is this is bad. I mean, going especially going into the bye week, like you know, it's it's so bad. That Doug Peterson spoke today, and the players are supposed to have the whole week off for the bye week. He's bringing the players in on Wednesday. <laughs> Practice ASAP. <laughs> he said they got to get it fixed. Hey, man, your quarterback says he's going to do better. This is week five of him saying the same thing <laughs> consecutively. Nah, man. He said he's going to do better, but he's going to be the same. Yeah, I mean, first part of that, I mean, absolutely. Going into the bye week with a win is, is huge, huge for us. Um, huge for us going forward with this division as well. Um, like you said, though, too many turnovers. I got to be better. Um, there, there's mistakes out there. Some of it, maybe not on the same page. Some of it, I got to, you know, the first fumble, I got to throw the ball away. Um, you know, that stuff I can keep cleaning up. And, you know, I, obviously it's it's stuff that uh, individually I can get better at. And um, some of these shots down the field, I mean, I'm going to keep giving these guys chances and, and, you know, I can be better and put the ball in the, in the right spot. But, I'm not, not going to change my aggressive mentality. Um, um, obviously, it hurt us a little bit today, but the defense played great, and we got to win. 
You heard the man. I'm not changing a thing. I'm going to keep turning the ball over or something like that. He leads the league in turnovers. He's just hurting his football team right now. But he's not changing, man. I'm going to keep making those plays down the field. I'm going to keep giving my players a chance. If I turn it over, I turn it over. It's it's really frustrating because he's actually a really talented quarterback. But he just keeps on just doing too much. Like, if he – I guarantee you, guarantee you, the Philadelphia Eagles would at least be at 500 or more right now if Carson Wentz would just throw the ball away. If he doesn't, if he just throws the ball away when nothing's there, the Eagles will be at least 500 or better. He has turned the ball over and single-handedly lost games because he did, he just wants to force the ball down the field and it gets intercepted, or he tries to do too much and he fumbles and it's in, in you know, you're already in your own territory. So it's plays like this where you're pressing so hard to try, just try to make a play and you're hurting your football team and it's frustrating. It's just, it's bad. It, it's, he's been horrible. It's lit. <laughs> it's lit. What you want me to say? I watched a linebacker who was playing the read. He was spying back there. Carson Wentz rolls out the pocket. So, of course, you have to commit as a linebacker. Yeah. The linebacker came a good 15 yards away, ran down Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz probably had five whole seconds to throw the ball away. The sideline was literally arm's reach. <laughs> And he was like, nah, man, I'm going to keep looking downfield. Not only did he take the sack. He fumbled. He fumbled. <laughs> the defense recovered it. I was like, man, that right there is talent. <laughs> that takes courage. <laughs> For you to turn the ball over that way, you bold. You, you bold. It's bad. That's your quarterback. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. That, yes. Yes. <laughs> Fifteen of twenty-seven for one hundred and twenty-three yards. Two touchdowns. Two interceptions. Two, two fumbles. fumbles. <laughs> Four turnovers. Hey man, that's a triple threat right there. <laughs> two TDs. It, two INTs. Two fumbles. What more do you want from him? That might have been the worst game I've ever seen Carson Wentz play. That entire game was awful. It was bad. Hashtag defund the NFC East. Please defund the NFC East. That game was awful, top yes. to bottom. Ben DiNucci. He is horrible. <laughs> and I mean horrible. The funny thing is, when I seen him scrambling out, I was like, okay, he's a little athletic. He has a little bit of speed on him. And then it went downhill. You ever look at Ben DiNucci when he tries to run out the pocket? He tries a sidearm like he's Pat Mahomes. <laughs> hey, man. What you want him to do? What are you doing? Another play that takes talent. <laughs> when I see you be that bold and sidearm it out of bounds, talent. I mean, he could have. He should have thrown three pick sixes if only the Eagles' corners could, you know, catch the ball. To that, be honest, I think his uh, pocket awareness is awful. Yeah, I think he was a deer in headlights. Yeah. I'm talking the blitz would come straight up the middle. And he he would look have, at it. He had no idea yeah. what he was supposed to do. He was just getting. It manhandled yeah, back there he got crushed yeah the only play that really caught me off guard was the fumble that they took back for six i really thought he got that you know he well he got popped yeah. but i also thought that the player was down yeah, by contact. Play, yeah that's what i thought too i was I like thought, why I, I was, was, was that curry that had the ball Vinny curry. yeah Vinny curry i think he i want to say he Your was cousin. down by contact <laughs> no he's not my cousin <laughs> not my cousin unrelated <laughs> he did recover the fumble and i thought he was down by contact and then the ball just popped out again, and it was just like touchdown. I was like, oh, whatever. It's <laughs> like game over. Yeah, bro, game over. We just trying to cover the spread at this <laughs> yeah, point. Basically, I mean, everybody just go to sleep. Like yeah, this game li- is terrible. Literally, literally, throw the whole game in rice. <laughs> that, that game was terrible, and I mean awful. 
Six wins wins the division. Yeah, I think so too. Six wins Six. wins the division. It's bad. It's it, very bad. It's awful, man. Like it was just bad football to look at. I was I was like, yo, why couldn't we flex this game out? And where <laughs> and where is where is Zeke? Where's Zeke and Amari Cooper? These brothers are getting paid and they are not showing up. They can't get the ball. I thought Zeke played okay. He had a decent game, at he least to start. Yards. At least to start, he was going down. They stopped, they stopped giving him the ball. Danucci threw 40 times. I think Zeke had 16 rushes for 40 yards. Sound like me out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like me out there, man. 16 rushes for 40 yards. <laughs> Amari Cooper had one catch for like five yards. Bro, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do, man. <laughs> the funniest thing is Danucci's QBR is higher than Carson Wentz. I know. <laughs> That's because he threw five-yard passes. <laughs> hey, man, better than throwing mad interceptions. <laughs> better than throwing mad interceptions. Yeah. But seriously, man, defund the NFC East. Yeah, pretty much. The NFC East is awful. It's terrible. On to the game of the week, though. Steelers-Ravens. This was a phenomenal game. Yeah. Um, Steelers still undefeated. Steelers still undefeated. They look very dominant. They look like the most complete team in the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens, like I said last week, they're having major issues. It's starting with not only their receiving core, but Lamar Jackson in the passing game has been struggling. And I mean, there could be open receivers and he's just missing them. Like, just blatantly missing them. He had two interceptions as well. I think he yep. had two fumbles as well, yep. too. And yeah, another triple-double. Yeah, it's it's one of these things where when you're turning the ball over like that, Lamar Jackson had an awful game. He was terrible. 13 to 28, 208 yards. Two TDs, bad. two picks, two fumbles. He was bad. Yeah. Very bad. No, he was bad. And the funniest thing is I thought the Ravens had a chance to win that game. Yeah, they did. They had a chance to win that game. They started off. Not hot, but, you know, okay. good. The yeah. defense was playing good. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger couldn't do anything in nope. the first half. He was awful in the first half. And it looked like the Ravens would pull it out. And I thought coming off of a bye week that they would have it together. But, yeah, they're struggling. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned. They they have major issues. Um, and they just lost their left tackle for the year. Yep. Um, After he just got a monster contract, yeah. too. Marlon Humphreys now has COVID. So he might be out two games. Yep. That's their, their best corner. They have major issues. They need a they need a receiver in the worst way. Like when I say a receiver that can take over the game, that can win man to man coverage, they do not have that. They this don't. True. Their number one receiver is Hollywood Brown, and they need a receiver with size because yeah, you can't have he, a, you, can, yeah. you can't have he can't be your number one receiver. He's exactly. he's my height. Yeah, <laughs> he's five eight, like one forty. Like <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. I'm all over the field, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Running back, receiver. <laughs> I'm all over the field, man. What you want me to do? All American. Hey, man, what you want me to do? Taste some hills. Yes, sir. (laughs) But no, man, in all seriousness, I'm very concerned for the Ravens. I thought that they would turn it around. I thought that their offense would bounce back, especially after a bye week. Mm -hmm. And knowing that it's a rival game, probably one of the biggest robberies in the NFL coming off a bye week, like Mm -hmm. I said. And, you know, just a week to prepare. And you know what the Steelers bring to the table. Their defense is lethal. Yeah, and their defense, it's not like, it's not like the Steelers, they do a whole bunch of disguising no, in the it's, back it's, end. It's, it's nothing They're going to do what they do. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing crazy. They're going to stick to their game plan. Mike Tomlin is a great, he's phenomenal. great, great yes. coach. And he's going to have them ready. So I feel like the Ravens that have a week off are unprepared. Yeah, very. And I feel like their offense looks nothing like the offense of last year. Last year, they were putting up points in bunches. I'm talking, they put up almost 30 a game. Yeah. 
and they are struggling. I know they do need a receiver, but something's off. Yeah, something's. It off. starts with the quarterback to me. Like I, like agree. I said, it starts with the quarterback for me. Yes, they need help at wide receiver bad in the worst way. But their quarterback is struggling reading the field. He's struggling throwing outside the numbers. He's struggling sometimes on crossing routes and things like that. Reading where the safety is, just in general, just reading the defense. What what is the defense proposed? Like what is the defense setting inside? And what are you reading from the defense? And I think he's having trouble just processing what is happening in front of him, and he he's struggling. He's struggling right now, and it's hurting his team. I think Mike Tomlin's quote over the weekend after the game, we respect him, but we don't fear him. Yes, yes. I think that's exactly the league's perspective yes. right now. Yeah. He, Lamar Jackson is well-respected. He's he's a freak. He's an athlete. Yeah. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. But, but he's we not feared. We, right. we don't fear him because if we can make you one-dimensional, yep. Yep. we have a chance. Quick question before we get off this game. Are the Steelers the best team in the league right now? Yeah. They're the most complete team in the league right now. Okay. They have they have uh, receivers that can stretch the field. They have big body receivers. They have quick receivers. They have uh, unique play calling on offense. Their defense is number one in the league. Um, they're also going to blitz you and pressure you all day long. They have a quarterback that it can be erratic at times. Like ben, ben has been up and down this year. But you have weapons all over the field with Pittsburgh. You have speed. You have size. Um, the unique play calling, like I said, the defense is number one in the league. They're going to pressure you. The offensive line's playing really well. It, it's just one of these teams where they're just complete. Am I saying that they're going to beat the Chiefs? No, um, but they are. They could possibly go to the AOC Championship and play the Chiefs. I can see that. I can see that. I think that the Steelers are very well-rounded. Yeah. I'm still not sold on them competing with the Chiefs because – I don't think Big Ben has been playing that great. Exactly. I don't think their offense has been spectacular. I just think that their defense puts them in Good great position. positions mm-hmm. with the turnovers that they create, the field position battle, the special teams. Mm-hmm. I don't think Big Ben has been doing anything spectacular. No. So I'm interested to see how that's going to play out in the playoffs. On to the next game. Bills, Patriots, Cam. Yeah. Cam. Cam. You know – you know, I, I really don't want to dump on Cam, but he played poorly again. And I understand he has nobody around him. And I mean nobody around him. In the worst way. Yeah. Zero people to help him out at any point in time. He is the offense. He's instant offense for them. Uh, the design QB runs is just all they do all game. And they're, that's the only way they're scoring points, honestly. Literally. I want, I, you know, I don't want to dump on Cam, but I need him to play better. Like, he needs to play better. The fumbles has to stop. Point blank, period. You know, when you need to make, you know, throws on critical downs, you need to be able to make those throws. You have to be accurate. And it's it's hurting. It, honestly, it's hurting his team because he's he could be winning a few of these games if he just played better. Here's what I'll say. And one, yes, I don't like dumping on Cam either. Yeah. He was missing Julian Edelman and Akil Harry, who are his two starting receivers per se if we can say he even has receivers on his team yeah it's bad i don't think cam has been surrounded with the pieces to necessarily be great we don't even know who his receivers are i don't which is why i'm not saying the names because i have no idea i have no idea it's bad i have no idea and for bill belichick is it time to start putting some blame on bill belichick yes oh yes it's his fault how are you going to bring in a quarterback What, what are they thriving with what pieces are you putting around a quarterback to thrive? Why do you think Tom Brady left in the first place? You had Tom Brady out there throwing to nobodies last year. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm everywhere. And Tom was like, 
I'm 42 years old. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. So, you know, I, you, Bill Belichick, absolutely. You had you had an entire offseason to try to bolster your offense. You did not. If That's you on look, you. If you look at some of the names that he's passed up on in the draft, just the past three drafts yes. alone, these are pro bowlers. Yeah. These are game changers. And he's not going there. Nope. He's not going there. But back to Cam. 15 to 25 for 174 yards. Nine carries, 54 yards, one touchdown in the run game. Post-COVID Cam has been awful. Yes. He's been awful. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't even – I can't defend it. I can't defend his play. He's been inaccurate. He's been a step behind. It looks like his reads are awful. He's not seeing the defense. He's making terrible, terrible interceptions. He's running the ball loosely. He doesn't look like he's fully healthy. I don't know if it's his shoulder. He looks less confident. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that same swagger that he always has. And he looks defeated. I'm not going to lie. I think once he got benched last week, reality set in. I think, you know, it's I think it's a lot. I, don't, I think he doesn't trust the people he's throwing the ball to. I don't think he trusts the old line to block for him. I agree. Um, I think he's trying to do a little too much at, at times. At the, at the same time, you look at the defenses because they don't have anybody to stretch the field because they have nobody to get open. The defenses, they're playing at the line of scrimmage like they can blitz them all day long because yeah. who are you throwing? There's nobody to get open. So it's another if we just contain the run, yeah. he can't do anything. Contain the run, send the pressure. That's it. You contain them, and, and that's it. You make sure if you're your defensive ends, you set the edge and, and let let the linebackers do what they do. And that's the thing. Cam's a big quarterback, so he's always trying to extend the play. Yep. And he takes a lot of hits. Yeah. And I mean a lot of hits. Mm -hmm. This has been dating back to in Carolina with right. the Panthers. Right. Yeah. And they, it's, it's sad to say, they may be the third best team in their own division. Right. Because <laughs> the Dolphins are right there. The Dolphins are coming. Let's get <laughs> The Dolphins are coming. They just beat the Rams. Yeah, Dolphins are second, right, right behind the Bills, um, in the AFC East. Yep. And you look at, you know, the, obviously they started to it now, but that defense, um, stepped up in, yeah, a, in a big way. Brian Flores has done a tremendous job down there in Miami, changing the culture, bringing in talent. Um, also, you know, the general general manager uh, accumulating draft picks, getting some assets. You know, trying to build around building that, that young team. They're doing a phenomenal job. Just just surrounding, you know, their young head coach with their young quarterback mm -hmm. and putting them in position to really grow. You know, I know I know Miami's not a foregone conclusion. They're not a Super Bowl contender at any rate. No. But, you know, are they pushing to be in first place in the AFC East? Absolutely, because they're right behind the Bills. I agree with that. What I will take away from this game is Miami's yeah. defense is really good. Yeah. They have been playing lights out, and Miami has been on the rise this entire season. Yeah. Fitzpatrick had them playing great football. Mm -hmm. Tua came in this week, and I don't think that he had a great game by any stretch not, of the means. Did not. I don't think their offense had a great game at all by any stretch no. of the means. They didn't have over 200 yards of total offense. I think Tua, he didn't have over 100 yards passing. Right. Yeah, 12 of 22, 93 yards. Honestly, the Rams beat the Rams, or Jared Goff beat the Rams. Yeah, the Rams were atrocious. They were horrible. Yeah. That's the worst game that they played all season by far. Yes. By far. They were atrocious. Jared Goff, 35 of 61, 355 yards, one TD, two picks, two fumbles. Another triple-double around here. Horrible. And these turnovers, they weren't <laughs> – this is what made it bad. These turnovers weren't just regular turnovers. Every turnover was going for six. Yeah. <laughs> 
it wasn't just a fumble and then a fumble recovery. It's a fumble recovery for 95 yards. It's a pick six for 150 yards. Yeah. Like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, it's all of his turnovers resulted like a score. Like, immediate, an immediate score. Yeah. An immediate score. It was bad. It was an immediate score. <laughs> if they didn't score, they ran it down to the two-yard line, and the next play was a touchdown. It's yeah. the same thing. Give the defense the fantasy points. Jared Goff had me negative nine points at one point. Yes, I am hot. I am not happy right now. He finished with eight total points. That is and I think that's salvaged because he threw two touchdowns in garbage time. But for him to throw the ball 61 times, reckless. For him, 61 times. For him to have two fumbles, huge fumbles, reckless. Two TD, I mean, not two TDs, excuse me. I'm giving him too much credit. One TD, two interceptions, reckless. What happened to the Rams? And it wasn't even, the defense played fine. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what's up with the Rams. I can't, that, exp- I yeah, can't you explain, can't explain that one. I think it's a one-off. I have no idea what was <laughs> going on. Um, you expected that, you know, to his first, you know, start that Aaron Donald and, you know, Jalen Ramsey would take over the game. It wasn't even their fault. It wasn't the defense fault at all. It Aaron was the Don- offense. Aaron Donald came out the yeah. gate with the strip sack. It was, it was, it's the offense <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Aaron Donald came out the gate with the strip yeah. sack on tour. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey didn't even play. He wasn't feeling well before the game. I don't, they didn't need him. It's they not, did, it, yeah, it, they did not need him. The offense for Miami did nothing. Yeah. So I don't want people to overreact on Miami. Their defense is playing great, but the offense did not do much. Right, right, right. If you're score watching these games, you would think, oh, man, Miami had a great game. Yeah. No, they did not. No, they didn't. They, they didn't. Their they, defense had a good game. Yeah. Their offense didn't have over 200 total yards. Right. Tua had 93 yards. Yeah. They, they didn't play a great game. We'll see. We'll see what's up with Tua soon. Back in that Rams division, Russ cooking again, man. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> Russ back to cooking. What else is doing? That grown man. You might as well call him Mr. Wakanda. <laughs> Mr. Wakanda and DK Metcalf. That, Metcalf is a monster. I'm telling man. you, he has vibranium in his veins. That game wasn't as close as the score was. No. 37-27, Russ cooked. I want to talk about the 49ers, though, because they lost Jimmy G and George Kittle. Is it over for him? Yeah, it's done. <laughs> over for him? Yeah, I mean, when you, when you have C.J. Beathard as your quarterback, I mean... Yes, yeah, it's, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. And you already had Nick Bosa out. Yeah. Like, your defense is banged up. There, You have, like, 11 pro bowlers. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on IR. All on IR. On man. IR. Yeah, it's it's weird. And Tevin Coleman came back and then left again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy how many injuries have occurred out there in San Francisco. I will say that it's interesting what they're going to do with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo because they front-loaded his contract. So Yes, they did. Um, we'll see. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe after this year, but, like, there's, there's going to be some kind of move that the 49ers are going to have to make, and they're going to have to decide whether Jimmy G is their quarterback or not it's very, very soon. It's decision time. It, you know, it's essential. I know they gave him a five-year deal, but the structure is different. They can decide to get out of his contract um, very, very soon. I think, matter of fact, I think next year uh, they can decide to get out of his contract. So that team could look very, very different in a year or two, like drastically different because at that point in time, you're probably going to offer Nick Bosa one of the biggest contracts ever. And for a DN. Yeah, for, well, 
for a any defensive, defensive player. player. Yeah. Um, you have you know serious cap issues with linebacker. Your 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 secondary is getting a little bit older with the Richard Shermans and guys like that. You're probably going to have he, Richard Sherman might retire by then. We don't know. Literally. So he, he hasn't really touched the field this yeah, year. Yeah. And then offensively, I mean, you have running backs that are hurt every single year. You have O linemen. Uh, your old line is not not terrible. You have a lot of younger guys, so you're fine there. Wide receivers, you're all young there too. But that team, a major like quarterback, could be different. It, just the whole overall structure of that team could be very, very different. I agree, and yeah, I think the blow to Jimmy G and George Kittle sends them to the bottom of that division. Yeah, to round it out because I think the Rams will bounce back. I really do think they had a one off. Mm-hmm. That game was really horrible. Cardinals had a bye week this week, and. As we said, Russ is cooking. Seahawks the best team in the NFC. Yes, I got them and the Bucks is the best. Um, the thing is, with the Packers at a, a somewhat distant third because Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and here's the thing about um, before we get to Aaron Rodgers, here's the thing about the Seahawks right now. They're not even at full strength. Nope. We we got to remember that Jamal Adams is still needs to come back. He's been he's been out for four games. Yep. And then you just traded for a pass rusher, and you're looking for another pass rusher before the deadline. It's Tuesday at four p.m. So you add another pass rusher along with Carlos Dunlap, who are you already traded for from Cincinnati, and then you have Jamal Adams potentially coming back to bolster that defense. That that Seahawks team could be very different after the trade deadline. We'll see. Nah, the Seahawks team. They look better. Yeah. They look better and better. If they can get that defense under control, they have a legit shot. Because sure. Russ is really playing yeah. incredible football. Historic numbers. He will get an MVP vote this year. Yeah. He, he better. better. Yeah, he he, he better. better. Or I'm I'm calling the league. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling the league. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron Rodgers, he just needs another weapon. I'm sorry that no nation ran through you. Kirk Cousins is so lucky to have Dalvin Cook as his running back. The, this the entire game was Dalvin Cook. Entire game. Yeah. And let me tell you something. The Green Bay Packers linebackers, I have no clue, and I mean no clue, what they're doing. The eyes in the wrong place. They're taking bad angles. They just closing on the ball like it's just it's too much. It's too <laughs> much going on in the linebacker core, and they need to get better there. The Vikings didn't do anything creative. Special. They did nothing special. All they did was give the ball to Dalvin. Literally. And Dalvin just made people miss, ran people over. They ran his, the ball. Kept his feet moving and did what Dalvin does. Fresh off the hamstring injury. They Dal- ran the ball. <laughs> Dalvin's really good for like six games a year. Yeah. He'll play lights out for six games, take four off because he's hurt, mm-hmm. come back and dominate. Yeah. Then take the last four off when you need him in fantasy the most. Yep. As much that's as him. I as much as I love Sounds Dalvin, about right. that's exactly Dalvin's game plan. But he played great. Yeah, he looked oh, good. He, he's a baller now. <laughs> he, he's he looked like one of the best running backs in the leagues. No, he is the best. He is one of the best running backs in the league. Definitely one of the best. Easily thirty carries, one hundred and sixty three yards, four total touchdowns. Kirk Cousins literally had to do nothing. Eleven for fourteen, one hundred sixty yards, one touchdown to Dalvin Cook, which was a seven yard screen pass that Dalvin then took an additional fifty yards. Yeah. It was the Dalvin show. It was. Yeah. It was the Dalvin show. Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to apologize to you only because you don't have any help. Aside from Devontae Adams. That's it. Aside from Devontae Adams. So I apologize to your lack of weapons. Yeah, that could change very soon. Um, I'm hoping so. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm really hoping so. Yeah. All right, man. A couple more games before we get to our winners and losers. Chargers, dramatic fashion per usual. Is Anthony Lynn on the hot seat? He's probably going to get fired very soon. As unfortunate 
as it sounds. And as much as I don't want him to get fired, because I don't think he deserves it. I think it, he's a good coach. I do. I think he's a good coach, but he's going to get fired. You can't keep doing it. So, something has to give. This literally happens every week. Well, uh, honestly, this uh, happened uh, before Anthony Lynn. Like, no, the char- yeah, the, the Chargers have literally been doing this. They're not new to this. They're yeah, true to this. This is their thing. <laughs> this, this is their thing. <laughs> if you want to lose late, Chargers, Chargers, come to us. Come. It's it's always it, it's never just an easy beatdown. It's yeah. Chargers go up two touchdowns in the first half. They get stagnant in the second half. They let the team back in it, and somehow <laughs> they will lose with the game. zero seconds on the clock. Literally zero seconds on the clock. Untimed down, Drew Lock touchdown, and then he does like a terrible attempt. Yeah, at I don't know what John doing. I don't know if that was the Dougie. It's bad. I, I, I would say this: Drew Lock is very funny. Like <laughs> his dances on the sideline are hilarious. I think he, he's he's funny on accident. Yeah, <laughs> he he doesn't mean to be. He doesn't mean to be funny. Yo, we gonna we gonna work on your moves, Drew Lock. We gonna we gonna work, help. we gonna work, give me a call. <laughs> we gonna work on your moves and your TD celebrations. Give me a call. I got you. You just all over the place right now, bro, man. I'm a, I'm a league guy, man. What you? I'm a league guy, man. I'm a I'm a league guy, man. Somebody hire this guy. Yo, I'm a league guy, man. Now go where I'm needed. Y'all need somebody before the trade deadline? Call me. Yo, <laughs> speak to my agent. All right, man. Bengals down the Titans. Joe Burrow like that. Burrow <laughs> like that. official. He's official. Joe Burrow's official. Yeah. Official. With no Joe Mixon, he pulled it out. Yeah, 26 to 37, 249 yards, two touchdowns. This is a win over Derrick Henry in that tenacious Tennessee defense yeah. over Ryan Tannehill, who didn't have a great game either. Nope. 18 to 30, 233, two TDs, one pick. He didn't play that great. Derrick Henry still got his, but Joe Burrow's a winner, man. Yeah. He really has the winner's mentality. Mm-hmm. I like what Cincinnati's doing over there, and I like that he has them believing. I think he he fell in the right situation. Uh, Zach Taylor, the head coach, uh, and that Joe Burrow connection. They added multiple weapons in the offseason. Um, they're going to continue to add weapons around him uh, this, this coming offseason. But, I mean, he already has a good start of where his weapons are. But Joe Burrow's a baller. Like, he... You get an off the line. You know, they had two brand new offensive linemen come into the lineup this week, and he actually got a little bit of protection. So he wasn't getting killed this week. But no, they keep on adding pieces on the O line for him and letting the offense, you know, just do his thing. He, Joe's going to make it happen regardless. You just need to give him protection. That's it. This is true. All right, man. Player of the week. Drop it on me quick. My player of the week is Joe Burrow. Big. I think, I think, I like he, that. He, he just played, he played phenomenally without Joe Mixon. Uh, like I said, two new stars on the O line. He went out there and led that team to a victory. Especially against a Tennessee defense. Right. My player of the week, Dalvin Cook. I mean, this is easy. Yeah. No nation or no nation. You know how it goes. Dalvin played amazing. Four touchdowns, beat Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He was really the game. Yeah. The entire game. All right, biggest winner and loser of the week. Who you got? My biggest winner, Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals. Joe Burrow. Bing, bing, we all in on the Bengals. I like it. Uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> just 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 Joe. Just Joe. Just, just Joe. Not the Bengals, just Joe. No, just, just Joe. Just Joe. Who's your biggest loser? Mm. My biggest loser. <laughs> you already know I'm going. <laughs> you, already know, you already know I'm going. My my biggest loser is those Rams. They suck. You, you you can't lose to the Dolphins like that. It no, it's not the Rams, just Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. Literally, it was we, just we, him. Since you took just Joe Burrow, just Jared Goff. Just Jared. Jared. Just you, were, you, were, you were horrible. Yeah. You were literally horrible. And I'll never forgive you for what you did to my fantasy team. If I lose <laughs> if I lose this game, I swear. It's personal. <laughs> it's and, I, personal. I, and I took it personally. 
my biggest winner of the week would have to be I'm gonna go with the Steelers. Okay. I think that was a big win. I didn't think that the Steelers would win. I actually picked the Ravens. At least I thought maybe I might have picked the Steelers, but I thought the Ravens would win that game on Sunday. You did. You picked the Ravens. I feel I picked the Steelers. I feel like the Ravens should have won that game on Sunday. But yeah, Lamar, there's something going on with Lamar. He doesn't have it. And for the Steelers to remain the NFL's only unbeaten team right now, mm-hmm. they're my biggest winner. My biggest losers, losers, plural. It's the Eagles and Cowboys, man. <laughs> Yo, they suck. <laughs> it's bad. That game was horrible, it's man. It's bad. It was brutal to look at. Like I was bad. upset as an NFC East division alum. Alum. <laughs> I don't even know what to call myself. I felt disrespected <laughs> to be associated with the division. Take this off the air. It's bad. Why couldn't we flex this game to one o'clock? I'm saying. <laughs> it was bad, man. All right, week nine. You ready? Let's get it. Thursday night to kick it off. We got the Packers 49ers. Packers? Packers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you got this. Broncos, Falcons, Sunday. Broncos. In Atlanta? In Atlanta. I got the Falcons. Okay. I have the Falcons. I think the Falcons, after they beat the Panthers, I'm not going to say they found something, but I think that they have offense that can score. They can put up points. It's just if their defense can make a few stops. And I don't think the Broncos' offense is that great. So I think that the Falcons will be able to put up. They have weapons that are going to give them issues. I think the Falcons will be able to put up enough points because the Falcons have weapons as well. Seahawks, Bills. Seahawks. Seahawks. Russ on the Russ, road is yeah, very good. Russ. Yeah. Russ on the road is incredible, actually. For sure. Bears, Titans. Bears. The defense. Is the Bears starting Mitch? <laughs> no. All right, Titans then. What are, what are we doing? What are, what, are, what are we doing here? What are we? Yo, Nick Foles is not it. I just want you to know Nick Foles is not well, we it. We know Mitch is definitely not it. All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> Ravens, Colts. Colts. Big? I think Colts by 10. I'm going to take the Ravens in this game because one thing and one thing only, Phillip Rivers. He's been playing a little bit better. He's still bad. I am still not a believer. He's still bad, but. I am still not a believer. I think that I think that Colts defense is going to make Lamar look very bad as well. Okay. Because they are top five defense. So. Yeah, they are. But Phillip Rivers is also Phillip Rivers. That's true. Nope. <laughs> Panthers, Chiefs, Chiefs. We don't have to do that. Yeah. Lions, Vikings. Mm, two bad teams. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lions. <laughs> yeah, really. Lions. I'm gonna take Dalvin. So, <laughs> Dalvin. <laughs> Giants and Washington. Washington. <laughs> Book it. I'll take Washington too. All right. I'll take Washington. Quiet is kept. We are playing for the division lead with two wins. <laughs> Actually, every team is playing for the division league. I'm about to say, I mean. Woo. Hashtag defund the NFC. The Eagles are only a game and a half above. So. And they're on a bye week. So, yeah, yeah come back. you can come back easy. Texans, Jaguars. Two bad, two teams, bad teams again. Texans. Yeah, Texans. Raiders, Chargers. Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Mm-hmm. Raiders. Chargers go up early. Raiders win late. Yeah. Steelers, Cowboys. Steelers, that's a bye week for them. Yep. Dolphins, Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinals, mm-hmm. Saints, Bucks, Bucks. I like the Bucks too. I don't know if Michael Thomas is ever going to play again. Antonio Brown should be back that game. Should be back. Patriots, Jets on Monday night to end it. Ah, Patriots, please. Yeah. For for Cam's sake. You <laughs> for, can't lose to the Jets. For Cam's sake. You yeah, can't you you can't Jets. lose to the Jets. For Cam's sake, <laughs> Patriots by double digits. Yeah. <laughs> for Cam's sake, Patriots by double digits. Cam, if you need me, just hit me up. All right, man. The trade deadline. It's here. It is here. It's here, man. 
It's here. Um, a, lo- a lot's happened. Well, not too much has not happened. Too much. Not, not too not much. Not too much. It's been rather um, quiet. So so Tuesday, 4 p.m. is the end of the trade deadline. Uh, we've had a couple moves happening. They were recording on Monday today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far, you know, the Chargers have dealt uh, their Pro Bowl corner Desmond King to the Titans for a six-round pick, surprisingly. Which is wild because Desmond King is a beast. Yeah, it's <laughs> tremendous value for the Titans, and they'll, they'll, he'll fit right in in that scheme. Yeah, they'll get better. Uh, right. The 49ers, uh, they traded Quan Alexander to the Saints for Kiko Alonso and a fifth-round pick. This is interesting because the 49ers, they would have dealt him after the Super Bowl, but Alexander had a knee injury, so he had to get healthy for them to even deal him. Yep. So now he's dealt. And I think he'll help the Saints immediately. Yeah, for sure. I think they need gonna, a, they need I, a linebacker. Help. I think he's gonna help the Saints immediately as long as he stays healthy. That's that it. yeah. Um. So yeah, and then the, um, Sunday night, you know, during the Eagles Cowboys game, quietly the Steelers went ahead and bolstered their team even more. They went ahead and traded for uh, the Jets linebacker. <laughs> Uh, Avery Williamson and they they sent a fifth round pick to the Jets and Avery Williamson you know he pops right in where uh, Bush was and that's the, yeah. the defense gets even better yeah because Devin Bush was a huge yeah. loss to the Steelers he's like the captain of that team in the interior for sure definitely played good Michigan man you know I like him mm-hmm. like, he's a beast so we'll and, see and there's a couple a couple potential moves that could be happening between now and when the deadline is dead you know we're looking at uh, Will Fuller potentially going to the Packers we're looking at Stephon Gilmore who just put his house up for sale not yep. too long ago so that, that's and also telling. did not play on Sunday that's telling uh, Alshon Jeffrey's been on, you know, trade block for our six a year, years, <laughs> forever, a year, for a year and a half now. <laughs> um, Randall Cobb's also, you know, Golden Tate's another one. So there's a lot of receivers that are on mm-hmm. the trade deadline. You look at a couple of defensive ends, a couple of defensive tackles that are potentially on the move here. Um, there's just, you know, there might be a, a, a flurry of moves happening uh, before the 4 p.m. deadline. So, yeah. Who's the biggest name that you like to see on the move or that you think will be on the move? The biggest name out of all the ones that you've named so far? I think Stephon Gilmore gets moved. Okay. Um, I think that the Patriots would love to get off the contract. Um, I think the player would like a different environment. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that a contender would love to just scoop him up. And, you know, a couple teams I would I would put out there just to kind of look out for him. Uh, one is the Colts. Um, another one. Uh, would be potentially like you know the Titans. Uh, well, they just traded for a corner, so they're not going to trade for another. Yeah, they're not going to get another one. Um, there's just you know there's a few teams out there that I think that you know they they should give him a shot. Uh, at least trying to bolster their secondary for their run. What I will say is he's going to come with a price. Oh okay? yeah, he's he's going to come with a price, but running worth- defensive player of the year. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's worth it. He was yeah the best player on defense last year. Right. <laughs> or one of the best because Aaron Donald is in the league. Correct. <laughs> Yeah. What team needs to make the most moves? Or not the most moves. What team desperately needs to make a move? Just give me uh, one. The Packers. I think they need to make two moves. I think they need to acquire a linebacker at some point in time. They need they need a bad matter of fact. They need a linebacker in the worst way. Um, I'll look at Zach Cunningham from the Texans. Uh, you know, I think he's a, he'll be an excellent fit. Um, and then, you know, wide receiver, you look back at the Texans roster and Will Fuller's right there Fuller. for Aaron Rodgers. So you can look, I mean, if you're the Packers, you look at that roster, the Texans, you're like, look, we want Zach Cunningham. We want Will Fuller. We'll send you some picks. Let's get it done. And you're on, you're on your way to a run for potentially going to the NFC Championship. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't think any big names have been on the move yet. There's nothing that's like wowed me. Yeah. I do think the linebacker edition for the Saints is going to be big. Mm-hmm. 
but there's nothing that's wowed me so far. So I'm interested to see what happens in these next day or so. A sneaky in next good day move so. was Carlos Dunlap to the Seahawks. That was a sneaky good move from the Seahawks because they need some pass rush. Um, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I, I agree with that. They're not, and potentially they're not done. I feel like they're going to add another pass rusher before the deadline. They're trying to actually add another pass rusher right now as we speak. So we'll see what happens. All right, man. Quick takes before we get out of here. College football. Clemson almost lost to Boston College. They were down 15 at the half. Without Trevor Lawrence, though. So. Without Trevor Lawrence, who also will not be playing in the biggest game of the year mm-hmm. next week against Notre Dame. Well, against what well, Clemson's biggest game of the year. Clemson's biggest game of the year. I mean, right now, I think that's I think as far as schedule wise, that's probably slated to be the biggest game of the year. Could be. Just regular season. Yeah, because just, just regular I mean, season. The way the scheduling is. Yeah, right now. I mean, SEC doesn't have like nothing huge. Yeah. Left, um, Alabama, Auburn, probably. Yeah, that's it. I don't think Auburn's that great. No, Alabama's, you know, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like Ohio State's incredible. Justin Fields, unbelievable per usual. But who are they playing against? Yeah, so I'm saying yeah. they they just beat Penn State 38-25 on the road, and then Michigan. You know, the Ohio State Michigan rivalry hasn't been good since, since, since I was in college. Look, <laughs> since, since since I was in college, <laughs> and Michigan just lost to Michigan State. So yeah. I mean, what are we really talking about here? Right. I don't know what Jim Harbaugh is doing there. It's not looking good. You, <laughs> it's so funny. It's you every a year it's, losing it's, to Michigan State. It's, it's literally every year, man. Yeah. Now I'm not even excited about the Michigan Ohio State game. I was never excited because you know who's gonna win. I mean, <laughs> the funniest thing is I know Ohio State is gonna win, but I'm always like, oh, you know, this could be a good game. Michigan has great defense all the time, but their corners are horrible. <laughs> their quarterbacks are always bad. It's just same story, man. Yeah. Different year. That no, that Notre Dame and Clemson game is going to be very good this yeah. week. Hopefully, no Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully, because bet that house on Clemson now, guys. If it's a blowout, I'm gonna be like, all right. So same old story. Got it. <laughs> bet that house on. You heard it here first. Clemson's going to win that game. Yeah, they are. Clemson's going to win that game. This is the perfect time. They're down to Boston College. They barely squeaked it out. One by six points. Clemson looks vulnerable without Trevor Lawrence. You're going into a game with Notre Dame, whose defense is elite, like top 10 in college football. Bet the house on Clemson. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Clemson will find a way to win. We, we, we know what Dabo's about to do. Yeah. Clemson by double digits. Put it like that. ETN might have a day. <laughs> ETN always has a day. Yeah. <laughs> but he, yeah, he really might have a day this time. Yeah. 76ers, man. New front office structure. Yeah. I mean, you look at the 76ers and, you know, they're obviously disappointed in what was going on. And kind of transpired in the bubble. You know, Ben Simmons didn't play in the bubble. He got nope. hurt. You know, the camaraderie wasn't there with Brett Brown. So you bring in uh, Doc Rivers, which I think was a fantastic move. Doc is one of the most respected coaches in the entire NBA. Yep. And then Daryl Morey has uh, kind of like a – he says he left for personal reasons, but we know him and the owner did not get along. So he put his basically leave of absence and like, you know, I just want to not be a part of the organization in Houston anymore. And immediately Josh Harris, the um, the owner of the Sixers, calls him and says, let's meet in New York. So they went through that whole process. You know, Doc and uh, Daryl already have worked together when they were with the Celtics. So yep. they already had that familiarity. Yep. So now you have one of the most respected GMs or presidents of basketball, you know, operations, you know. And then you also have one of the best coaches in the NBA 
on one organization and you have pieces like a Ben Simmons, like a Joel Embiid. We'll see if Tobias Harris is moved or not. We'll see if Al Horford is moved or not. We know one thing we know about Darren Moore, he's going to make trades. That is a fact. He's always done that. If somebody's going to make moves, <laughs> Darren Moore yeah. is going to make some he's moves. He's going to make the moves. Yes. He's going to make sure they're okay. I wouldn't look too much in the draft for a trade. Like I feel like the history of Daryl Murray as a general manager when he was in Houston was he didn't make a ton of trades on draft night. So I wouldn't look too much on that. But post draft night, like I think Al Horford's out. Free of agency. <laughs> there's, I mean, you can find ways to move off contracts, yeah. and Daryl Murray has done that twice with Clint Capella and Chris Paul. So we'll see yep. what happens. But I think the moves that the Sixers have made to bolster their front office to really get their team built you know, around Ben and Joel, they, they're going to the right steps of what they're doing. I like what the Sixers are doing. I like what the Sixers are doing as well. I think that Doc Rivers was probably the best coaching hire yes. over the offseason, yes. easily. There's been, there's been a lot of coaching changes so mm-hmm. far. So the season's going to look a little different. I think he will have the 76ers competing. For sure. Definitely think he'll have, I think he'll have the 76ers competing. I do think that they'll make moves. Yeah. Like I said, I think, I think Al Horford's going to move. Yeah. I think Al Horford will be moved because that can free up some money. A lot of money. That can free, that can free up some money. <laughs> and they can use that to get them some help For and to sure. get, get them over the hump. They need some shooters. They need some more shooting. Could you imagine, you know, the six? I'm just throwing a name out there. We'll see. Um, a Buddy Heald, um, potentially with the Sixers. I would like that fit a yeah. lot. Um, there's you, just you there's need, you, they a need couple pieces. Just a couple pieces yep. that can shoot, can create their own shot. Yep. To pair with a Ben and, and Joel, you just need a a good camaraderie as your as your team is built. And like even your bench, right? Your bench needs some shooting. You need a, a point guard that can kind of lead them. Um, you need another uh, another big that can sub in and out for Joel because we know he can't stay healthy for an entire Literally. season. So there's there's some moves to be had in Philly, and I think Duramori is going to be. It busy. He's going to be very, very busy this offseason trying to get this team together for the for the season, which you know we don't even know when the season's going to start. But yeah, speaking of the season, the NBA is really pushing to get that season started mm-hmm. in December, but December twenty second. But the players are pushing exactly. back. They don't want to do it. Yeah, they don't want to do it. What do you think happens? I think the players going to win. <laughs> the players yeah. going to win. I, I, yeah, I, I I'm just, just I'm letting you know if LeBron says. I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Then the NBA won't yeah, be exactly. there. Yeah, exactly. The NBA won't be there. If LeBron says February, they're going to be in February. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, you. it's just hard to expect them to bounce back so quick. It really is. And don't forget the, the, the draft is the draft is on the 18th. Yeah. And like, it should, these teams literally just stopped playing mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And don't forget like the 50-50 revenue share with the NBA and the NBA PA. Yep. The players get half the money. So yep. this is important that, you know, this is why the NBA voices have such a heavy, uh, you know, you know, cost on, on what the NBA says. Right. Because you, when you have revenue share that much, you know, 50, you, 50. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can make whatever decisions you want. Literally. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting decision. I just don't think I can't see them starting in December. Not at all. Around the holidays. I think they were shooting for a 22nd or 23rd mm-hmm. start date. I just can't see it. happening. No. They, want, they actually wanted a Christmas Day start date, and that would be terrible. I can't see it happening. I mean, it would be great to have NBA on Christmas. I mean, that's what normally we watch. We normally watch yeah. NBA on Christmas. Yeah. But it's just too soon. They're going to rush it, and it's, they, gonna, it's not going to be good. You, yeah, you need conditioning. And they're not going to have a bubble. So it's like, uh, They want that money, man. Yeah. They want that money. We know we know what they're doing. Yeah. All right, man. Last thing. Javon Wims. Brother. <laughs> 
Two pieced. <laughs> CJ Gardner Johnson snatched his chain off. <laughs> it was his mouthpiece, but I'm gonna say it was his chain. I just want to know. Allegedly, CJ Gardner Johnson spit on him, mm-hmm. which is the ultimate disrespect. Yeah, that's fighting words. It is. Yeah, the two piece though. <laughs> I know everybody's seen this by now. When you look at this, <laughs> this is after the play. CJ Gardner Johnson not even paying attention to anything. Plays over. Javon Williams walks up to him, snatches his mouthpiece out, punches his face mask. <laughs> CJ does nothing. Looks at him like, yo, what you doing? So Williams doubles down. <laughs> <laughs> he doubled down and punched him again. <laughs> I know I mentioned talent earlier with Carson Wentz <laughs> and Danucci. But this right here takes the cake. That brother was determined. For you to for you to double down. He punched him once and then he jumped back like, oh, he thought it was about to be a brawl. CJ was like, yo, who are you? What's going on? Who who are you? What are you doing? Why'd you hit me? He was like, oh no, nah, you don't remember? Hold on. Maybe this will jog your memory. <laughs> Okay, okay, one, I commend him for doubling down. He he gets my respect for doubling down. But you're going to break your hand before you affect this man. Punching a helmet is never smart. Trust me, I've done this before. It is never smart. It's never smart. Rip his helmet off if you really want to scrap. Literally, pull Andre Johnson. Rip his helmet off if you really want to scrap. Don't punch the helmet. But I just love the aggressiveness in this. The whole thing just was hilarious because one, <laughs> CJ Gardner Johnson looks so disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> he did not care. He was unfazed. He was like, bruh. He was unfazed. <laughs> what you doing? He hit him. And then Wims put his hands up like, yo, let's go. And he's just staring at him like, yo, what you doing? <laughs> It's third down. It's third down. It's it's third. It's third down. Hey, get on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, get on the line of scrimmage. Y'all are losing. Oh, and he's like, "Yo, let me run it back real quick. Maybe, maybe he ain't feel me the first time." I just want your thoughts, man. I, I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> Initially, the fir- my first thought was CJ had to have said something about his family. That was my that was my initial thought. And then my second thought was maybe he spit on him. Mm-hmm. Something disrespectful. I just want to know what he did. I just want to know what he did. I want to know. I want Wims to come out with an interview like, yo, this is why I stole off. <laughs> he two-pieced him. It reminded me of it, it reminded me of something in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> what a helmet like, on. That's like you walking up to a random pedestrian on the side of the road and just beating him up. And they're just looking at you like, bruh, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Who are you? <laughs> yo. <laughs> the double down on a two piece is crazy. <laughs> all right, man, I'm out of here. <laughs> we like to thank all y'all for listening. We like to thank the first responders, as always, the essential workers, those still pushing for change. COVID is not over. The election is really here now. Vote. Please, please vote. vote. Black Lives Matter. They have always mattered. And if it's anybody's time, it's our time now. Yeah, uh, black lives will forever matter. Um, Don't let anybody tell you any different. 
Guys, remember Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Like, share, review, subscribe. Shout your boys out. We are here for you. Let's get it. Yes. And as always, if you punch somebody once and they don't react, double down. I'm out of here. <laughs> yep. Really thought it ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze, mops with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Racked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood, I said I would get. No mediocre, I'm feeling like tip. Sound like to me, we got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy is a swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes, no addy.